Swinet. It's time for a new era of communication in the swine industry. One that you can get the latest updates while commuting or driving to farms. Here you will have the brightest minds of the global swine industry in your pocket. Part of what I understand is happening is the food service buys bellies at 40 pound boxes. That stops, retail goes into one pound packages, right? The system isn't geared up to do all those one pound packages. It's a redistribution. And that's part of the, it's just an example of the challenge we have. Swinet podcast is only possible with the support of forward-looking and innovative sponsors like NutriQuest, experts serving producers and delivering breakthrough solutions. Genesis, the first power in genetics. Zinpro, essential trace minerals, exceptional performance. Every pig, a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Just all, always one step ahead in swine feeding. Welcome to Swine Eat Podcast. My name is Marcel Gonçalves, your host for today's episode. This episode's sponsor highlight is about every pig. The truth is precision swine production is not the future, it is the present. Every pig is the intelligent pig health platform. It is a simple yet powerful pig health and production management tool. Request a free 20-minute demonstration at www.everypig.co slash swineit. Hello, everyone. Uh, today, we have Jim Long with us, and uh, he's going to chat about what is happening to the global economy right now and how that affects pig producers. How are you, Jim? I'm excellent. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today here. Uh, first of all, lots of people know you around the globe, but if you can share with us a little bit about your career so far and also how you got involved in pig production. Sure. I uh, grew up on a farm. I live in Ontario in Canada. Uh, my family built their first farm in 1968. It was a 330 cell, fair to finish, total confinement building. So I started at a very young age growing up in the pig business. So uh, family had the business. Uh, 18 years ago, I joined uh, Genesis. And currently, I'm the president and CEO of Genesis, which is a company that's we sell breeding stock in many countries of the world. Very good, very good. Um, as we look at coronavirus and everything that's happening right now, the, the first question I have is what's going on? What's, what is the current, things are very fluid, so what is the latest? You mean in regards to how it's affecting the swine industry? Yes, yes. Well, I think you gotta look at regions in the world. Right now, I would say if you look at the price points in Europe, and yesterday I had a couple of major conference calls with our European sales team and production people. Generally speaking, in Europe, the prices have held up pretty well. You know, they, I'm going to use a U.S. equivalency on a pound, live weight pound, but they're give or take around 70 cents a pound. It's okay. profitable. Mm -hmm. What's interesting, even though those countries are heavily challenged, let's say Spain, France, U.K., are heavily challenged with coronavirus and everybody's aware of the high mortality of the people, it seems like their food chain is working fairly well. The slaughter plants have been operating. They've been getting the pork domestically in the marketplace and also they've continued, especially Spain with their exports. So I think that's one piece. Okay. You move over to Asia, uh, the prices are very high there despite 
any coronavirus implications, whether or not it be China, Vietnam, uh, Korea, Japan, the price is high. The coronavirus has certainly been an issue. It seems like demand is there. I mean, part of the Chinese demand is related to the ASF and, and, and Vietnam to the ASF issues where they've got significantly cut supply. Right. But the prices are, you know, I think the price in China right today for a live pig on a U.S. pound basis is about eight times the U.S. price. And so it's, you know, phenomenally beyond comprehension. I mean, it isn't, you know, we don't have a pork price issue in North America. We have a location issue. Huh. So it's like real estate, uh -huh. location, location, location. Now you move over to Canada, U.S. and Mexico, prices have been got hammered like no tomorrow. The profit, uh, generally speaking, I would say fair to finish, or if you don't have some sort of special contract, the loss per head is about $40. We have slaughter plants closed, the Sioux Falls plants closed, uh, which is a huge plant with Smithfield, to close to 20,000 head a day. Mm -hmm. The Columbus Junction Tyson plant's been closed. Uh, you know, it seems like there's a slowdown in some of the other plants. The slaughter numbers per day are decreasing. We're backing up hogs. South America, we don't do business there. I'm not going to have an opinion on South America. Mm -hmm. I know a little bit going down there, but, you know, Brazil, you can, you can see by the price point in Brazil, the price of pigs have gone down in Brazil. I mean, at where they're at right now, it can't be very profitable. Right. That makes sense. Um, what is right now, and we are here, it's April 15th, what is the... How many, do you know what percentage of the U.S. right now would be packing plants that would be shut down? Is that 10%, 20%? Well, I don't know. I think the thing is, is I haven't seen this. Let's say yesterday, the U.S. kill was 450,000 head. In previous weeks, we were at about 495,000. So that would be what, approximately 12%, 13% decrease, mm -hmm. give or take. But let's say 45,000 head. Mm -hmm. Some of that was the 20,000 head at Smithfield, Sioux Falls. The Columbus Junction is about 10. And I guess the rest of it is, uh, is just slow down in the plants. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know exactly all the reasons, but I think that, that would be my expectation. Interesting. Is this something that is new for m most people? And like you have been in the industry for, for decades. Is that never seen before, something like that? This is unique because of the circumstances. We've never had a situation where it's plants, it's it's uh, pandemic related to demand. Okay, the only analogy you would have to say is back to 2008, where we had a huge increase of pig production and the price of slaughter pigs in uh, the later part of the year was about 10 cents a pound wow. live weight. In the maybe going back in history, in the previous 10 years, there have been a lot of integrators put in place, investment capital, uh, Murphy, uh, Premium Standard Farms, Iowa Select, Heartland, Carroll's. What happened, that price collapsed. We had a reshuffling of ownership in the industry. Murphy's became part of Smithfield. Mm -hmm. Carroll's became part of Smithfield. Premium Standard Farms eventually became part of Smithfield. Heartland ended up part of uh, Christensen. Okay, you know that's the only time period that I can see where there's been such uh, where losses of 
the profitability has been so bad at the, like this much. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. As we look at this whole uh, 10-12% reduction right now, would you expect this to continue to go down or it's hard to know right now? And also what would be, I guess, what would be our biggest fear, right? From what, of course, we're dealing with biological being here and what would be the biggest fear overall as well? The situation will be is we'll not keep people into, in the processing in the plants. And it's a challenge for the swine industry. I think it's a challenge for the chicken, turkey industry. There's, there's a bunch of logistic issues of, the capacity to kill. And then what's happened is the food chain, because of food service being closed down, like the restaurants, food service, right. for all intents and purposes, right. it, there's, the way we handle products changed. Generally speaking, let's use the example bellies. Bellies were 90 cents a pound not that long ago, and they're under 40 cents now. Part of what I understand is happening is the food service buys bellies in 40-pound boxes. Wow. Okay, that stops. Retail goes into one pound packages, right? The system isn't geared up to do all those one pound packages. It's a redistribution. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the, it's just an example of the challenge we have. Very interesting. Like if you look at chicken price, chicken price has dropped 50% in the last three, four weeks. Same issue, food service loss, redistribution. I, with my mind, with the chicken industry, they're going to be able to cut their chick placements right away. I'll just stop putting chickens down because hmm. they have the ability to throttle down their supply. I don't, there was an article I read two days ago where an integrator in eastern U.S. of chickens was going to euthanize 2 million chickens because they didn't have the ability to kill the chickens at their slaughter plant they don't have the employees so all this wow. like i don't know how widespread it is it isn't that they closed the plant they just didn't have enough people to keep operating what i find interesting is yesterday i was on a call with our team in spain france and great britain it doesn't seem that there's an issue there are the plants operating mm -hmm. and if you look at let's say coronavirus uh mortality those three countries are probably triple per capita higher mortality than the U.S. Mm -hmm. I can't explain it. I'm just making the observation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, it will be interesting to see. Uh, I know Brazil, for example, is going back to uh, actually, it's going back to normal very quickly, which is super scary for me. I mean, it's the society, like they're just, they're just shut down. They did, the shutdown is over, close to it. Shutdown is pretty much over, which is, they, they're just the beginning of the, the, cur the curve, so it's, it's going to be interesting to watch, I think, in the next few weeks and months. It's interesting. You look at the southern hemisphere countries like Australia and New Zealand where it's been warmer, they haven't had the incidences. Right, yeah. You just wonder how much of it's weather-related. Anyway, we'll see. Maybe warm weather will help us because I don't think Australia never had any Chinese visitors. Yes, yes. They had, a, I didn't, yeah, Australia not, not as affected. But you see, you know, is, it temp, is there some temperature related? It is an influenza. I understand coronavirus is an influenza, but is there some factors? If you even look at Texas, the southern U.S. states, other than Louisiana, it isn't as high as in the north. Yeah, that, it's definitely interesting. Yep. 
it's warmer in Texas, let's say, right now. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think the thing is, is the more I watch, the more I realize everybody's kind of flying by the seat of their pants on this. Yeah. That, the, so that, that expression means what? I'm, I'm new to that one. It's uh, not a lot of data behind the decisions you're thinking overall. How, you know, where's the data coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Very good, Jim. Um, anything else on this topic overall before we, we wrap up here and go to the three questions I ask every guest? I guess the one thing I would say is I, I see right today this low price is going to create some serious liquidation in the U.S. South or in Canada. Mm -hmm. The economics are such that we're going to decrease pig supply even in, by the fall. Mm -hmm. There's the sow herd liquidation. All the data shows that it already started back in December. And all this, what's happened here is just accelerated. I could see U.S. sow herd being down 5% from the 1st of December by the 1st of June, 4 to 5%, which starts impacting supply, also supports price. The other thing is, uh, I think the one real positive for the world right now is China needs pork. Mm. A week ago, they bought 37,000 tons of pork from the United States, was the biggest week ever that wow. they purchased it. That's equivalent to about 400,000 market hogs. Okay. I expect we'll see high levels. There's a great buying opportunity for the Chinese to come in here at low prices. As I said earlier, their price of pigs here are about one-eighth of what they are in China, which is a reflection of supply and demand in both countries. Mm. They're going to come in here and buy a lot. The good thing is it leaves our marketplace. The challenge will be the logistics, get the pigs killed, get them on the, in the containers, frozen, and get them shipped there. But I think the demand is going to be there. We do quite a bit of business in China, and our people in, can, in China that work for us are saying, in China, the expectation is hog slaughter will decrease from now to the end of the summer, which makes sense just from a seasonality point of view. But when you're at the prices you are right now, Certainly, they're going to hold where they are with probably some domestic upside in China. So I see that as a, a plus for the, the export countries, support Europe, support Brazil, support North America. That's, that's my opinion. Very good. That makes sense. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch in the next 12 months, right? Uh, question I have is, hey, 12 months from now, are we going to be, you know, is that going to be just the beginning of something big or maybe you're going to be back to normal. Hard to know, I think. Who knows? Like Nobody knows. I would say this. There'll be less pigs being slaughtered a year from now than today. Not maybe availability because slaughter's not that high because of the slowdown. But what we're doing is we're cutting future pork supply right now. Mm. And we're cutting future beef supply. We're cutting future chicken supply. The economic ramifications are going to, it's going to be a long tail on this, and I, I believe. Like total protein, meat protein is going to decline. Makes sense. It's, it's more of a, the domino effect of the chain than anything else. I think so. Very good. Genesis is the largest independent producer of high health registered purebred swine in the globe, having over 80% of all registered purebred breeding stock in Canada. The Genesis Genetic Program uses genomic selection strategies focused on productivity, faster growth, efficiency, high yield, and meat quality 
To know more, go to Genesis.com. G-E-N-E-S-U-S dot com. It is time to our famous three. One of the questions I have, Jim, is what's your favorite pig-related book or resource? You'd asked me that question before, and I gave it some thought. <laughs> and I have a good friend named John Carr, Dr. John Carr. And so he has published this book. I'm not a veterinarian, but I use it as uh, if somebody's trying to explain some disease someplace in the world, I pick it up and read it. So uh-huh. that's my go-to big health. Big health. So Dr. John Carr and his colleagues have put it together, and I use it as my hymn book for swine disease. Very good, very good. I'll make a note of that. And what's your favorite book in general or resource? I, uh, one book I have always been intrigued by, and it's an older book, is Good to Great. Okay. Is you know as a CEO of a company and a company that we've you know started very small, we've been able to move into different markets in the world, and now we speak 17 languages in the company. You look at that, the comparison of different companies, and you see ones that really were at the same spot at the same time. How did they accelerate? What did they do? What were the decisions that were right? And you know, every day in any organization, you're trying to make the right decisions for your customers, especially when you're a technology company. So part of it is I've, I've always appreciated that. I've read it two or three times because maybe I don't remember things well. But, so, but the thing is, is, that's part of the challenge we all have. Yeah. How to get better. Yes, I read that book uh, 10 years ago. I think I need to read it again for sure. It's, you always look at it a different way. Very good. And then the last one, Jim, is uh, what do you think sets apart uh, successful sign professionals from those who are not? I think first of all, what I look for when we're looking to hire people, I look for people that are, have a passion for this business. They're pig people, okay? It isn't just a job. There's something inside them that say that they want to be in this business. Yeah. They're pig people. You know, and that's what I look for is finding pig people. And then that passion, that drive, and if you can have people that look at it beyond a job, right? They enjoy it. They come to work. Every day isn't perfect, but the point is, you know, they be relentless. Like what I see is kind of stay relentless on the message mm-hmm. and the belief. Makes sense. Yeah, passion. That's that's big. Yeah, very good, uh, Jim. I appreciate the thoughts there. Always good to get our thoughts on on the markets and everything. So um, appreciate that, and uh, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Joe. My pleasure. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you.